it is an acceptable pop song for the Eurovision Song Contest. Hello and welcome to the EuroWhat, episode 217, dropping on February 6th, 2024. We are a pair of Americans trying to make sense of the Eurovision Song Contest. I'm Ben Smith, and I'm here with my co-host, Mike McComb. Hey, Mike. Hello. In this episode, we'll be talking about the draw, four national final winners, and previewing Finland's UMK. Don't you mean the draw? <laughs> I, ew, I mean, I was calling it that, and then I watched it. I feel like the UK set a really high bar for the draw. I think the problem with trying to make the draw a thing is that you have to stretch a 10-minute process to 30 minutes, and that doesn't always work. As much as I love the bowls, it, it is the same thing for a good seven of those 10 minutes. Yeah, I was not able to watch live, so it's just like, okay, I just get the results, update spreadsheets, all of that. And it's like, oh, well, I should tune in like when I got home from work. And I got about five minutes in, and then when they got to the like person on the street, pre-recorded drawing countries out of the cube or whatever, it's just like, I think I'm good. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like they they had like a few little like pre-record packages. Uh, just like I, I seem just like as nice little setup. Something to put on screen while we make sure that the the bowls are all set up and secure and stuff like that. One of them features uh, Will from Wee Wee Blogs being described in the Chiron as super fan, which uh, just just list me as podcaster. I think that was actually about the point where I turned off, tried to make it seem like he was just like some rando that they picked out of the blue. And it's like, mm, it's like, we we no. know who that is. Yeah. Like, <laughs> they, they show up at a lot of national finals, like on the panel side of things. So like, we know having the visual record and seeing this happening in real time is good just because we know that the process is nice and clean. But there's just like a real this could have been an email vibe compared to last year. It made sense last year for BBC to do something because it really was a case of, yeah, we need to reintroduce you to Eurovision because a lot of you checked out 25 years ago. And like, that's not going to be the case in Sweden. Let's talk about the results of the draw. So Israel is going to be in semifinal two by request. This is not the first time they've done that. It's an overlap with Independence Day and semifinal one. In semifinal one, we have the United Kingdom, Sweden, and Germany voting. The first half will consist of Ukraine, Cyprus, Poland, Serbia, Lithuania, Croatia, and Ireland. And the second half of the show will feature Slovenia, Iceland, Finland, Portugal, Luxembourg, Australia, Azerbaijan, and Moldova. Over in semifinal two, Spain, Italy, and France will be participating in the voting. And the first half will include Austria, Malta, Switzerland, Greece, Czechia, Albania, Denmark, and Armenia. The second half will include Israel, Estonia, Georgia, Netherlands, Norway, Latvia, San Marino, and Belgium. There are a number of countries in here that have not made it to the final in a while. And because of math, they stand a good chance of qualifying. I like how this shook out. Yes, yeah, like I think it's going to lead to a very interesting lineup in the grand final. Even with where we sit now, where we don't know what a lot of these songs are. Lot to look forward to. We finally have some structure. Yay. Just waiting on what the actual running order will be uh, for each of the semifinals, but that's not happening until end of March at the earliest, because we don't know what songs are in play yet. But we are getting that process underway. This weekend was a super Saturday that kind of snuck up on me, like to the point oh, yeah, where totally. <laughs> we forgot Latvia. I feel so bad about that. <laughs> <laughs> like it just completely fell off my calendar. It's like, oh, that's happening. 
uh, okay. And uh, yeah, there were seven shows on Saturday total. It was it was a very tough Saturday to get through. Ukraine did not make that easy. The show started rather early. It was 10 a.m. Chicago time, and Ukraine's process can be very thorough. I think it took about three hours to get through all of the performances and the jury. The performances were pre-recorded. They did rehearsals on Wednesday and Thursday and then recorded the show on Friday and aired the main show on Saturday. And it was going to cut over to live television once the televote closed. And then the app that was handling the televote completely crashed. Bless Ukraine for taking that and then doing an additional like hour, hour and a half in the studio as they tried to figure out, do we have a vote or do we have to like postpone this? Because like I would have broken out in hives on air. What do you do in that situation? Because they can't reveal what the jury voted because if they had to reopen the televote, which they eventually did, like you can't have that influencing how the public is going to vote. So they went on for about an hour and a half after the pre-taped show ended and then decided, all right, we're going to call it a night. We'll rebroadcast VidBeer and then keep voting open up until uh, like an hour before we've started recording this on Sunday. <laughs> so it's yes. like uh, 11 a.m. Chicago time and just going through the results. That was actually kind of a fun results show. Uh, yeah. Uh, unexpectedly. They opened with pointing out that uh, some people on social media were rather savage about the whole incident. Oh, yeah, no, just, so like they, the, just like, I can't understand any of the memes that are happening, but, I'm just, but I also deeply can understand the memes that are happening. Yeah, it was a lot of animals in distress, but animals like getting cornered by Roombas, like not in any actual <laughs> yes. danger. <laughs> and it was in this dress, like, labeled with the, the icon from the app. Yeah. And then there was an extended interview, we think, because uh, I don't think they had an English feed uh, of this show. There was, not, there was not an English feed today, but just, like, as as a software professional, I know what it looks like when somebody is giving, like, the, the dev team postmortem to a non-technical audience. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, they just had an extended interview with the app team explaining what happened. I think, again, I, I don't speak Ukrainian, but you could also see that the contestants, some were more interested in the topic than others. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I don't think Jamala was all into the uh, tech talk either, but they got through that and then uh, got through the results. Going to Malmo will be Aliona, Aliona, and Jerry Heil with their song, Teresa and Maria. So this is going to be the first time that Ukraine has sent a duo to Eurovision. Uh, so that's fun. Both Aliona Aliona and Jerry Heil, they are longtime Vidbeer veterans. They've competed several times. They've done tours of the U.S. I think Aliona Aliona was supposed to be at South by Southwest this year. Um, at, at least she's been on the program there before. So this is really cool that they're finally getting to go to Eurovision. I was kind of surprised by the results, at least of the jury results yeah yeah the jury results i thought i knew what was happening and i did not even with the english language feed like the the nature of vidbeer and like the thorough vetting of every entry means that you listen to a lot of compliment sandwich critiques like to the effect that they're like the type of compliment sandwich that you're not supposed to give of just like hello we love your energy i did not care for the bridge and how the dancers were on stage yeah <laughs> thank you for representing ukraine yeah <laughs> yeah there was one contestant uh, i believe skylar was receiving a critique from jamala and uh i i did not get the sense that 
really anybody on the jury liked the entry and they finished off the critique with oh but at least you got to experience your dream it was like is her dream to be dreamed <laughs> out by jamala on national television i deeply enjoy the process though because like this is like every year ukraine just has like a wealth of of good entries and interesting entries yes yeah there was such variety and it really was the case after the jury i do not know how this is going to go because the, the televote audience could just be on a completely different wavelength than where I was. And uh, yeah, it really is anybody's game. Before we recorded today, it's like, you know, I, I should do the audio polls and I'll pull the ones that I think are going to be potential winners. Did not pull uh, Zifferblatt, which was the winner of the jury. There were a few just performance-wise that felt very much ready to go to Eurovision for me. Like, I I really liked Melovin's performance. That was a lot of fun. And then, like, the other one that felt very much, oh, this is what Ukraine sends to Eurovision, was Eliona, Eliona, and Jerry Heil. I feel like that one was one of the favorites going in. It was certainly one of my favorites. I really love this pairing. I think it's setting the right tone, I guess. It's mm-hmm. it's so weird. I mean, like, I, I feel like Eurovision has the ability to kind of capture the zeitgeist or, like, what the moment is. Like, the moment right now is so incredibly bleak. I think this song kind of captures that bleakness, but there is, like, some hope mixed in there as well. I would love to see a staging where it feels a little bit more connected, because right now you have Jerry Heil and then you have Elyona Elyona. We have some chocolate and we have some peanut butter, but we have not yet achieved the Reese's peanut butter cup. Yeah, and that was one of the things that came up in the critique and like one of the things that I love about Vidbeers. Like if they start going into the art direction of the performance, you know that the jury's already in favor of the performance. If it's uh like talking about like the vocals or the bridge or the lyrics, it's like, okay, that's stuff that really can't be fixed at this point. But when they're just like, no, you need to be in this position and holding the mic this particular way. It's like, oh, okay, they, they're already thinking next steps. They're, they're, they're thinking, how can we make this even better instead of how do we say something nice about this? I really liked the, the Verka interval act, the, the Swedish lullaby. It got a little repetitive toward the end, but Verka knows what she's doing. So, yes. <laughs> but, but also it opens up questions like, why does Verka have a Tony Romo jersey of all things? Oh, I don't know. Super Bowl's coming up. I do now want to see like the the Verka halftime show immediately. What would they do with that venue? And also, can we just like cut to the audience every so often just like going, "What?" <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Maybe next year, who knows. Maybe next so. year, yeah. That was the show that kicked off on Saturday even though it did not finish until Sunday. Uh <laughs> But that does that is kind of what this weekend felt like. So <laughs> Yeah, yeah, like there was the brief moment where I'm like, I think Spain might be the first to name their entry, they they were not. Norway finished up this year's Melody Grand Prix process. It was a good show. I don't know. I feel like we, we kind of get surprised every year. I think it was a good lineup. As we said in last episode, they, the right entries advanced out of the semifinals. So like I, I, I was not worried about that. I'm not surprised that it came down to Goethe and Kano. I am also not surprised. Like those two felt like the two that really had the the momentum behind them. In terms of the performances, that stage really swallowed up a couple of people. Like I I thought it really swallowed up Goth Minister. Like you could tell that there were some performances that were staged for a TV audience, but not an arena show. I found how Judge Tenderly of me just like really rang out in the arena really beautifully, and it was nice to see like that getting some jury love. 
one thing to note about this year's process is that the standard split was not 50-50 jury televote. They did a 40-60 split where the the jury had slightly less weight than the televote. Overall, it turns out that the televote was just kind of eh about a lot of stuff, because if you look at the numbers, Gaute, which won, their 174 points from the televote was greater than the combined score of every act except for Kano. Kano won the jury by 22 points, and I was trying to trying to figure out the percentages in my head of like, okay, how much do they need? And it turns out Gauta won with six points overall. I'm slightly disappointed that, that Kano is not getting the nod again, but like that performance is really good. I am excited about this talking about how you things that feel like they're with the mood is like this feels different from what we've heard so far in the contest in a good way i feel and like it covers a lot of different fan bases because there's like a little bit of a medley rock edge to it you've got like the folk in the mix the vocal is really good the current staging they've got also just feels really dynamic and like they can really adapt it to mama arena well the fact that they had to rewrite the song pretty much in a week, maybe they had a little bit more notice. We only knew about it for a week that they would need to rewrite the song, but it went over well. I feel like there are entries like this one in some of the other national finals, like uh, Ukraine had one. There's one in Lithuania's process right now. But this one feels the most polished of the like ethno bands, as Ukraine's act referred to themselves. So yes. I'm curious to see how this one evolves over the next couple of months it feels like we have like a, a really established act representing norway this year because like they have been a band since like 1999 2000 oh wow okay yeah yeah i was digging into their backstory today and it was, was like blown away that they have been playing together for that long again like i'm a little disappointed about kano but like this is also a really solid choice and i'm excited about this one being in the mix yeah this this one does not feel as much of a heartbreak as a uh, monument uh losing out to ticks so, yeah <laughs> yeah yeah it's just like all right kate and kano i assume they'll be back they will be fine like they will mm-hmm. probably be at all of the nordic parties in malmo so yes. <laughs> normally took a little while to wrap up and it was just like uh spain's going to get started and it was just like oh man how how late is saturday going to go but spain's benadorm fest was a pretty good show this year were you able to watch the semifinals or the final were, were you able to watch any of it because there was just so much going on there was a lot going on and my plan had been okay I have set up my laptop, I have plugged it into my big monitor so I can have two things going on that. I can have social media over here, I can use my TV for the stuff that's on YouTube, or has one of the apps where it's not region blocked. Tried to use the Spain app, and they would not let me watch their final. About that time, you sent me a YouTube link, and I watched that until it stopped working like 20 minutes later. Spain makes this very difficult to watch. I don't know. Yeah, I don't understand why Spain. I'm rooting for you, especially because like so many of the previous acts show up in the ESC 250, and I love all of the up tempo stuff there. Yeah, w- was able to watch the the semis and the final, and I really feel like the right choices were made throughout. In the first semifinal, Nebulosa's Zora won the semifinal and the jury. Angie won the demoscopic in the semifinal with Seiki and Soy and finished second overall in the semi. There was Mantra's Mevas Aver, uh, which won the televote, but it ended up finishing in fifth place. That was, that was kind of tough to watch. They, they, uh, were really upset at the end of the show. We had talked about how the scoring in Spain is just kind of, 
lopsided in a way. Mm -hmm. So the jury vote, that one is a dynamic vote. Like it's just a collection of the points from the jury. For the demoscopic and the televote, it's set points. So like whoever finishes first gets 40 points, whoever finishes second gets 35, and then it's uh, down to 16 points. It's not proportional. It's not a percentage, nothing like that. That just seems kind of odd like it, it should be the other way around or something i don't know like i'm not a fan of the scoring system but i'm happy with this outcome in the second semifinal saint pedro won the semi and the jury jorge gonzalez who was probably the crowd favorite of the semifinal won the demoscopic and the televote did not do well with the jury and the audience made sure they were heard about that <laughs> like like the uh, the host's looked very uncomfortable whenever the audience was getting riled, and that was happening quite a bit throughout the week. In the final, Nebulosa ended up winning, so Zora will be their selection in Malma. It tied with San Pedro in the jury. Zora won the televote and was third in the demoscopic, and that was was the obvious crowd favorite. The audio clip that I pulled, you can hear the audience singing along quite clearly. Jorge Gonzalez won the demoscopic vote, and it turned out the results were very, very close uh, in the demoscopic and the televote. There were only 22 votes that separated Jorge and Angie uh, in Demoscopic. Two votes separated Nebulosa and Jorge in the Televote. The results changed. It would not have like affected the overall outcome. Like Zora was the winner of, of the contest. Like it was ahead by several points. But it does kind of show that the jury was out of step with the other two groups. Mainly the jury tanked uh, Caliente and the audience was all about that performance. So, <laughs> mm, yeah, I was not. I, I don't know that. What that was not my uh, preferred entry. I I really like Zora. Uh, I I think this is a great choice for Spain. Yes. Yeah. No. It's it's fun. I like when Spain decides to send a fun thing instead of a ballad. Yeah. Yeah. And it was actually kind of reminding me of uh, Erica Vickman's entry a few years back, uh, twenty twenty. Um, th- this was in Finland's process, not in Spain. Yes, yes <laughs> that would yes. have been wild. Um, but, also, but also, hey, <laughs> Finland, like if you want to loan Erica Vickman over to Spain, that feels fun to me. The subject matter of the song and the overall vibe of it, and the performance and the enthusiasm from the crowd about that particular entry is like, oh, like Spain, maybe onto something with this one. This feels like a really good direction for them. On my first listen, just because we've talked about being tired about all of the very 80s stuff that's been happening, this one feels a little bit too 80s for me, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to sit with this one because like, I like the general vibe of the song. The staging is fun. Like, There's a, there's a lot of potential here. I think that's a fair critique. I'm willing to make an exception on the 80s-ness of it just because the people in the group uh, I believe were around in the 80s, so that's okay. Like, it's not 80s nostalgia for people that were born in, like, 1998. I'm really shocked that Spain finished very timely. It was only, like, a two-hour show for each of the semifinals and for the final. So, uh, good on you, Spain. Uh, <laughs> yay for keeping it on time. Yeah, just like, so. <laughs> whatever whatever production manager is behind the scenes yelling at people to make things happen on time, great work. 
Okay, and then Malta also selected an entry. Yeah, yeah, they did. Uh- <laughs> so yeah, when when I could not watch uh, Spain, Malta was also available on YouTube. So that's what I put on. And like I, I got in at like the, the tail end, like the last three things were showing their live to tape performance. I just distinctly remember seeing uh, them announcing that they had a message from Haria. I love Haria. I love that little dude. Love that. Love that. There's a member of Karia's entourage whose job is to be the past version of Karia. I've read the lore. I know what his job is. Cool dude, but also just like, like, come on, Malta. You could, you couldn't spring for like the slightly more expensive cameo. That's one of the things that I'm finding very weird this year is there have not been many direct references to Lorene or Tattoo or anything mm-hmm. like that. Like, I, there have been more references to Cha 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 and what Finland accomplished last year. Yeah, yeah, because like the like we got the Norway covering Sweden montage interval act at, at MGP. Part of that montage included uh, a, a snippet of tattoo and i swear that is the first direct reference i've I've encountered just seems odd but maybe it's just a scheduling thing or a timing thing i don't know every national broadcast being like we don't want it we don't want to build a toaster we don't have the production budget with malta like i i almost want them to just go back to doing an internal selection and putting the remaining money behind really getting that a good entry so what was selected was uh, sarah bonici's loop if you've been playing along at home, this was the second song to be performed on the very first quarterfinal back in October of 2023. <laughs> Thank you for keeping track of that, because I was sitting here wondering, which of the weeks was that? Was that the one that I watched? I think it was, and I also just don't remember this one. Yeah, the note that I had from way back when was, this is slow-mo at home, and I think that oh, good. still applies. Those, those so. were my exact <laughs> notes from yesterday after after watching the winning performance. Although it has two dance breaks, uh, which feels very wig under a wig, uh, <laughs> to, to put it in Drag Race parlance. <laughs> Speaking of Drag Race, I did appreciate the energy from Gratitude, but also I look forward to her winning the, the talent show on Drag Race Malta whenever that happens. Gratitude did win Best Video. They had minor awards for the other parts of the process, like they had Best Newcomer, which went to Lisa Gauchi. Um, and yeah, so like it's a different process. I don't know. I, I did not watch any of it during the week. It's just like, Malta, I do not have the time. Yeah, and just like, Malta, just send me a press release. Just pick one. I think Loop is, it has a hook. It is an acceptable pop song for the Eurovision Song Contest. Really, my main note at this point is she really needs an enunciation coach. Even YouTube captioning could not pick up uh, a, a lot of it. <laughs> and like the song is like fully in English, but there's the part where uh, it sounds like she's saying you're like my father or something. <laughs> and it's like, no, that's not what it is. And like the YouTube automatic captions reached a point where it just went brackets, music. And it's like, oh, no. So, <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, yeah, but I feel like there's something here, but uh, yeah, it, it's still going to need a, another draft. I think of what I heard, like watching the the little recap they showed, I'm like, this one is the correct choice. This one has good bones for them to build on. I'm not sure it's there yet. I hope they can get it there. Yeah, and they are in the second semifinal, so 
like they have a little bit more wiggle room, at least based on what's been selected so far. I'm like skimming over the list. We've got Albania. We know what Albania is sending. Uh, we have a sense of what Estonia is going to do. Norway, they've selected. Nor- Norway will be fine. Yeah, nor- yeah, yes, Norway Norway feels very safe in that second semifinal. Yeah, uh, but everybody else is just kind of question mark. Yeah, right now it's just like, I don't know this. Like, so- something could happen with this one. And, I mean, it, it is an up-tempo number, so it, it is going to stand out in that regard. Getting into the voting mechanics, the ratio was 78 to 22 jury to televote. So, I don't know, it kind of reminded me of, like, Romania and Albania, like, a few years back, where it's like, oh, the audience is basically an eighth or ninth juror. So <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's like, I mean, I don't love that particular ratio of jury versus televote. If you're going to do, like, a 75-25 situation, put it in the hands of the people. On the other hand, the people in Malta uh, picked Matt Black, and that song was awful. And you were so looking forward to that one. Because I had one joke about my new stand mixer being Matt Black. Ah, there we go. Yeah, <laughs> And then I heard the song, and I, I, yeah, like, at this point, I'm not even going to, like, joke about banana bread with that. Four new entries this past week. That's great. There were also three whole selection processes also happening. Okay, so during Norway being on, because I knew kind of what was happening there, I would, like, unmute for the performances I wanted to see in the arena. On um, my big monitor, had both uh, Lithuania and Latvia next to one another, trying to, like, balance those out. Lithuania, this week, I had been wanting to pay attention to Vilia, uh, Monica Maria, and Ilsensa. Well, not not Ilsensa. Ilsensa was part of the mix. But, like, Monica Maria, that was the top jury pick. I liked her song. The The title feels, like, a little wordy, but it was a solid performance. It was a fully realized idea. I loved the staging of that performance. Like, it was very minimal on props and was relying on lighting and smoke and camera angles. I just loved how it was executed. I'm very excited for Monica, and I would like to see this on a bigger stage and see how it works. Yeah, like, there, there's a good idea there. The other one through this week uh, is Il Senso. They were second with the jury. They smashed the televote. They had 3.35 times the number of votes that the second place had. That is the biggest televote total of the series so far, and I do not get it. It was a very technically precise performance. It was well executed for what it is, but it was like PBS Pledge Drive special music. Slot that next to Celtic Woman and, like, give me a pitch for a tote bag. This format, again, it's a case of, like, winner of the jury, winner of the televote has advanced. But I feel like it's also a format that is favoring people who are very familiar with this process. I mean, both Monica and Il Senso have done Lithuania's process multiple times. It's not really the best venue right now for new talent to truly emerge. Like, it feels like this is kind of setting up a JV squad for future selection processes which is fine but which is fine but yeah yeah because like i really liked jigsaw by martin like i thought that was a really interesting creative performance and just sort of artist persona like if this were the pabandum process that would be one that i would want to keep an eye on for this particular process it just felt like there was way too much happening on stage and like one fewer thing needed to be Mm -hmm. part of that performance and i think it would have worked better for me but it, I, I was just having a very difficult time just kind of like f- figuring out what i'm supposed to be focusing on <laughs> in this performance yes yes yeah that that's fair but yeah there are some really interesting ideas there that like in a pabondum i would think yeah i want to see this in a second round the assembling the black 
box around the frowny face cardboard head and the box body. Was the box body there at the beginning or did that get added in between the verse and the chorus or... Yeah. <laughs> Again, like some really interesting ideas happening. And yeah. I'm just like, versus Il Senso, which is, again, very, very technically precise performance. It's definitely a sort of music we've seen at Eurovision before. But yeah, it just doesn't excite me the same way. On the plus side, I feel like Il Senso did very well last year and then got to the final. And like, there were just other things that night that were that were more exciting amidst like the final field. Yeah, I, th- I think it's going to be... An interesting final. Like, there's still one more week of qualifying. Um, but yeah, like the lineup that is assembled so far is like, oh, there's a lot of different things going on here. So it will be a variety pack. Meanwhile, in Latvia, again, sorry for almost completely forgetting you, Latvia, but uh, yeah, they had fir- first part of their supernova process, the semifinal. Uh, 15 acts performed, 10 advanced. I wasn't able to watch this live, and I decided to just focus on the performances that actually advance to next week's final. One of the acts had a Where's Marcus Riva shirt. I, yeah, like, I'm not sure it said that exactly, but it was definitely something to be, like, the words Marcus Riva were on the TU shirt along with a question mark. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure he will be back at some point. He had a song this year, and it didn't make the cut, apparently, and I'm, one, like, having watched the the latvian process at the same time as lithuania i i am sort of just like but why i like watching the supernova semifinal because they're like latvia is another one where like there's a lot of very interesting stuff on the short list and like they're really trying some stuff and some of it absolutely repels me where i'm just like no not this uh-uh uh and like luckily most of those ones did not go through okay uh were there any that did go through that you're uh questioning or nothing jumped out to me this year at Latvia, like either like in a good way or a bad way. Okay. I don't know. I really love the lineup that's making it to the final. Like I think there were a number of performances that will not succeed at Eurovision, but there are just some really out there songs or performances like TikTok has just some of the craziest lyrics I've encountered in quite a while. The lyrics for that one are wild. The staging felt very High School Drama Club Senior Showcase. Yes, uh, I, I think I put in uh, that this is just like a full opera that is happening. Yeah, <laughs> not yes. a good opera, but like a full opera. Like there is a three act structure to this. Uh, yes, tell us briefly what the judge said is part of the chorus of the song. <laughs> <laughs> um, the other one where I'm like, I don't see this succeeding if it is the choice. But I am intrigued by how you were staging this. Was uh, Papira Lishmashinas's Mindbreaker? Yeah, that one. Oh, <laughs> like I, I have that one noted as being like a Franz Ferdinand CAD track. The protagonist of this song is not a sympathetic character, but I, I feel like musically it's being executed well. It's kind of the thing with San Marino's entry last year, where it's like, oh yeah, if you just ignore the lyrical content, the song is great. But <laughs> <laughs> if you just ignore this this one very critical part of the song, it's fantastic. Yeah, yeah. The misogyny, that's just something that you push to the side, you know? So <laughs> Um, but yeah, the, the, the two non-English entries I really, really liked. That There was Funkin' Biz's Na Chistu Vodu, which is Ukrainian that I've probably butchered, and Vestulis with Kur, which is in Latvian. I, I also responded really well to Kur. That one is a duet. The voices 
really go together nicely. And mm-hmm. yeah, and it would, it would just be nice to hear some Latvian at yes. Eurovision. Like the other one that fit in the same sort of like, I don't think that this would do well at Eurovision, but I'm happy to see it in the final again is uh, the Cats song. Yes. Yeah. My notes for that is just dot 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 because i do not know what to put there <laughs> yeah it's, yeah yeah just like i yeah i like just like just head empty no thoughts but just like yes i would like to see this again i'm I'm hopeful for latvia i really want them to break their streak i don't know if any of these songs are going to be able to do it just because they are so out there <laughs> see, i think that's why i am like i'm so pessimistic about this this crop of things is because i want latvia to do well they're doing interesting stuff they're trying things And none of it has been working, even though I've really responded well to it, generally. Yeah. And the performances, they are full performances. It's not just people standing behind a microphone on a soundstage. Like, they are fully developed performances. Not necessarily final draft, but, like, it's, like, lights and props and movement and everything. It's not... It's not first draft. It's maybe second or third draft, but it is not first draft. I think that's why I am like so harsh on them is because Latvia, I like what you're doing a lot. I want you to succeed. We will see what happens on Saturday. After all of the, the important live stuff was done, I was like, oh, right, Sweden. Sweden happened. Sweden is trying new stuff with Melfest, but like they still have not done like the, the structural overhaul that I crave. But we're trying five heats with six songs each this year. Where the top two will advance, third and fourth will be a wild card held at the end of Heat 5. I feel like Melfish should try to put like some of the strong stuff in the first Heat. I don't think that happened, because like if this is the strong stuff, I'm concerned. Yeah, like it really doesn't feel like they are evolving at all. No, 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 no. That very first performance by Adam Woods, it's just like where it feels like that should be your thesis statement for the year. It's just like, oh, hey, it's 2016. The problem with the current structure of Melfest for me is that it re- you can really see, oh, we're going to fill in this this slot. We're going to fill in like the, the older Schlager diva over here. Mm-hmm. And we're going to put like the Swedish entry that's not going to make the final over here. It's, it's, like, it feels like they are plugging in certain archetypes instead of actively developing a lineup of what is happening in pop. That, that was actually one of the notes that I had, and it's a question for you. Are Samir and Victor the veteran we need to put an old act into the lineup act. I had not thought of that, but that's because I realized in watching the performance that I had been mentally confusing them with Marcus and Martinus. Oh, we're, also in, we're also in Melfest this year. <laughs> where I'm like, uh-oh, <laughs> this is different. I can sort of understand the confusion, but at the same time, huh. Oh. <laughs> There's two of them. They're a duo. They've been in Melfest before. My brain stores that in the same spot. Yeah, <laughs> it's the ampersand. It's it's messing with the sort. But yeah, I mean, it's just, yeah, because like, you have the first one where it's just like standard Swedish pop track. Uh, yeah, standard that, Swedish pop thing. Yeah. Uh, Samir and Victor doing their stuff. The veteran act. Uh, the acoustic act that... Uh, I appreciate that she had the guitar so that she had something to do with her hands because like weird arms thing has been a problem at other national finals this year. Yep, just like, no, yep. just give her something to do with her hands. Then we had uh, Lisa Lindstrom, the, the sort of like the, the Donsbon diva, or which is like Schlager diva adjacent. Yeah, uh, I have. The only reason Corolla wasn't doing this was because she was over in Norway. Yep. Um, uh, and then Lisa Ajax, uh, who I really like. I like her. Yeah, I like her. Not my favorite song for her, but like it was a good it was a good choice for something going to the final. 
And then uh, Smash Into Pieces, uh, which I have listed here as an ad for CBS's next super fash procedural that will run for 15 years, even though you do not know a single person who has even heard of the show, let alone watched it. <laughs> I, 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 just, I just filed them as Swedish Lincoln Park in my brain and didn't think about it again. Mm, yeah. Well, I, I, I did like their, their like face thingies that had lights on them. Oh, I think I may have checked out it before the lights started happening. Okay, yeah, but... no, like the, they had they had like the the fun sort of like thing that you do when you have like someone whose brain has been taken over by cyborgs in like a sci-fi program. This is the week one lineup, and this is what you usually bury as the week three lineup. Yeah, ooh, yeah. Well, we've got four more weeks of qualifying heats, so we'll see. Well, and like speaking to the kind of not currentness of it all, one of the big intervals was. A 25-year reunion of the 18s. I have not thought about the 18s for several of those 25 years mm-hmm. because they they did not really impact in America. Uh, but watching the performance and hearing the songs like unlocked something in my brain that I did not expect. The first in- incarnation of the 18s was they were the ABBA teens. They were to they were like a cover band doing ABBA songs in like a late 90s style. Although some of the production stuff is like very. It's still just like the original tracks. I just remember seeing like the video going, what is the appeal for this? Where are all of the the tweens clamoring for ABBA covers at the end of the late 90s? Yeah, well, that's the thing. Like, I feel like I would have been the target market for that. Like, I am aware that 18s is a thing. That is the extent of my knowledge of the 18s. This is what I worked on last night. It's like walking through a bunch of their previous of their discography that's still on YouTube. Just like this is Disney Channel music for tweens. Okay, yeah, then I would not have been the target demo for that. Got it. All no, right. it's like the, 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 the things that impacted American radio. Right. A co- the ABBA covers, kinda. I, I distinctly remember all of these things happening on the Disney Channel between programs. Cover of Dancing Queen, uh, Upside Down, like one of the original tracks. It still sounds very ABBA. So good branding. Uh, and then, like, a couple years later, cover of Can't Help Falling in Love with You for the Lilo and Stitch soundtrack. It's weirdly up-tempo. I don't like it. I did not see the interval because I was just, like, clicking through to the competitive performances. It, uh, how how was it? It was fine. They were doing the moves. It was great. It was definitely, like, pop group coming together after 25 years. It still kind of knows the choreography. Okay. I mean... They would be in their forties now, wouldn't they? Yeah, oh yeah, they're all like forty. Like one of the, one of them does bu- does business stuff now. Like wh- like a couple of them work in the record business. One of them just like works in like normal business. Got their MBA. Okay. Well, glad glad that they did stuff afterwards. But yeah, yeah oh yeah, oh yeah. No, like I, I I went down like a weird rabbit hole. Going is this is this a fun side episode for the Patreon? And I don't think there's enough there or there. Okay, good. Thank you. I <laughs> please don't make me research this. No. <laughs> Oh, I would, I would be shouldering the research load there. Yeah, it's just like it's like getting rickrolled, you know. It's like, oh, click yeah. on this link. No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, very, very busy Saturday. Um, it's not going to get any less busy in the coming week because uh, we've got San Remo starting on Tuesday, and it's going to be even bigger this year. They've got thirty artists in competition. Yeah, the first night. All 30 of them are going to perform. Then they'll be split up into two groups of 15 for Wednesday and Thursday. They'll have their uh, covers and duets night on Friday. And then the big show, the big, big, 
big, big show on Saturday. They have it starting at like 2.30 U.S. Eastern, and they are predicting 8 p.m. U.S. Eastern. I feel like that is optimistic. <laughs> I, feel, I feel like they normally predict that it's going to be done at like 6.30, and it's done at 8.30. So, uh-oh. Yeah, yeah. Um, th- they are changing the results piece of it a little bit rather than going through the full lineup of where people are ranking they're only going to be showing like the top five uh each night um so keeping a little bit of mystery in there i fully trust in italy's ability to still make that take as long as the the full list of 30 oh yeah well i mean i figure on the final night of it they are going to do the full ranking because uh you gotta you gotta get the booing in there so (laughs) yes the booing is very important it's going to be a killer lineup. Uh, the songs should be released to streaming after the performances on night one. So, uh, yeah, get, getting ready to add that big chunk to our playlist, which is actually probably going to hit 400 songs by the time that we're uh, done with this season. Germany's wildcard process is also happening. Uh, there will be four finalists where the winner joins Das Deutsche Finale a week from this Friday. Uh, and then also happening at the same time as San Remo, uh, Finland's UMK. So I will not be watching the Italian final because I will be at UMK. I mean, you could probably still catch the second half. Like, oh, oh, yeah, by the oh, yeah, time no, 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 no. Like, I'm absolutely going home, going to go, going back to my hotel and just like opening up my laptop and catching like the last five hours. Five, five hours. <laughs> just like rolling up to the to the Finnish airport Sunday morning, just like having not slept because because Italy was happening. Well, you'll just sleep on the flight. It'll be great. So. It'll be great, yeah. <laughs> like, I think part of my frustration with Sweden right now is that if you look at Finland, we have seven entries, and they're all very solid. Are all of them to my taste? Not not necessarily, but, like, they're different facets of what's happening in music in Finland, and they're all well-produced. What are you most looking forward to seeing at UMK? Unlike a couple like of the last UMKs, there's not like one thing that feels like yeah, this is running away with it. Like it, they they all feel really balanced. Like it feels like it's really like, come down to like what does the live staging look like for some of these. The two that I would say that I'm most interested to see because like I think that they're both really interesting directions for for Finland to go. Sini uh, sabotages Corey Ma. That's gonna be a great opener to the show. I agree. I I really really like that track. The best Eurovision song about onions in years. Finally. (laughs) Finally. The people have been clamoring for it. The other one that I think would be a really interesting direction for Finland to go that I think could be work really well for them and like also feels next to what Spain's doing in terms of like songs with titles that you probably shouldn't translate into English. Sarasipola's Pascana is like a really lovely ballad. I agree. I think those two are maybe the strongest of the field or at least the ones that I am responding to the most. Uh, I also like Jesse Markin's Glow, Cyan Kicks. I find like I've been listening to that track a lot. It doesn't quite feel like the winner to me. Mm-hmm. And then like I generally like Windows ninety five Man's Vibe, and I do like the the logistical difficulties of figuring out can we call him that at Eurovision, given that Windows ninety five is kind of a brand. But it's it's very much sort of the the Pandora whatever the the I love you of this batch, where it's like the fun kind of nineties party song. It's a little bit too Planet of the Bass for me. I really don't like this entry. Like it, it, it feels like it's kind of 
regressing in a way or just mm-hmm. kind of yeah. canceling out the incredible progress that Finland has made in the contest in the last few years. Yeah. Like, is it a good closure of the show? Yes. Do I want it to win? No. 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 But uh, yeah, I mean, it, it's a really solid lineup of seven, and I am incredibly jealous that you get to see it live. So, <laughs> oh yeah, and like I'm on, I, I'm pretty sure I'm on the floor too. So, oh, like, wow. please let me, yeah, please let me know if you see a man with the mustache. It's probably me. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, that'll really narrow it down. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I am. I'm pumped. It's going to be a fun time. On that note, that's going to do it for this episode of the Euro What. Thanks for listening. The Euro What podcast is hosted by Ben Smith. That's me and Mike McComb. That's me. If you'd like to help support the show and access a ton of bonus content, head on over to patreon.com slash Euro What. Our full coverage of the 2024 Eurovision Song Contest can be found on our website at eurowhat.com. You can also follow us on social media at Euro What. Next time on the Euro What, we'll be talking about the results from Italy, Finland, and Latvia with our special guest, Trip Payne.